Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. WGR. Here's the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Oh yeah, I got the whole song. I was I was gonna say like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it ride now. Yeah, the whole the, it's this is uh, there's two more minutes oh, of this open. Spectacular. Oh yeah, I was starting to let it ride. I just totally forgot I was hosting. I was like, let's just let's just vibe a little bit. Yeah, it's bangers only oh, on Sports Talk Saturday. Gotta love it. Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Nate Geary has the day off. Zach Jones with you. Corey Griswold behind the glass on the board. It's a wonderful day outside today. Corey, I I woke up today and I'm like. You know, it, it's typically sweatpants weather. Shorts and a t-shirt. I brought a hoodie just in case. Look at this guy. But, oh, I was like, summer's not dead yet, baby. It's We're still alive. Jeremy White's usually a pretty strong advocate for the hoodie and shorts weather. That's good. So it, it's good to see some balance to the force coming in with someone advocating for sweatpants. I, You know, sweatpants, they're underrated. I, I think we've hit a point now where we could admit sweatpants are horribly underrated. They're a great, just casual, hanging out, eating a bowl of chili, just relaxing, watching We go football. in heavy sweatpants, we go in light sweatpants. I, see, I'm big on like light sweatpants, almost joggers as well, that I, I, I feel like I can go out in public and not be slightly embarrassed by myself. Okay. I think that's the key right there. So, athleisure, we're talking a little yep, bit here. Exactly, exactly. That's the key there. Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Bill's bye week. And... I, the fun part about it, the fun part about it being Bill's bye week, this year at least, 
are there really any negative emotions going into where we're at now? The Bills are 5-1. and one. They've beaten Kansas City. I was sitting here. I was looking at the schedule today. And one of the topics I was kind of throwing around in my head was, well, you know, like, what do we think the hardest game is left? You know, when we looked at the schedule when it first came out uh, back in the spring to now six games through, what's the hardest game left? I thought, you know, initially, well, it would have been Cincinnati. Green Bay was on there. Maybe New England made stuff interesting. Maybe Miami made stuff interesting. But now I looked at it today, and I'm not saying I think they're going to go 15 and two or 16 and one or something like that. But it has got it's kind of gotten to a point now where it feels like we're on cruise control, and we're not, and we're not. And of course, we're going to talk about every game to death. And you know any little mistake, of course, will be exaggerated because of how important the season does feel. But right now, it just it does have this feeling of wow, we got through the gauntlet, and we're ahead of the we're we're leading the AFC. We beat Kansas City, you blew out Tennessee, and Miami's the only team that you know beat you. But ultimately, after that game, two things have come from the Miami Dolphins. One. They're nearly committing human rights violations with the heat on the away side. And two, they can't handle concussions to save their lives. So they have left that game in complete shambles. And the Bills have just, all right, you know, losses happen in football. Just keep moving right along. And then along with that, Sabre season started. And they are yet again getting Bills, or Bills, Sabres, Buffalo fans in general ready to get hurt again. Corey, we we talked a little bit about this maybe a few months ago or something like that of just, you know, the Sabres over these past 10, 11 years have really kind of almost sucked the life out of like just enjoying hockey, right? It's been disrespectful, yes. Yes, it's been, that's a perfect way to put it. It's been disrespectful. I feel like they hate me in a personal level and I don't right. like it. But now, like I've gotten to a point these last, I would probably say two years, really the Granado Adams era of I'll just turn on a hockey game, whether it be the Sabres or not. And just kind of watch it and enjoy mm-hmm. it and look forward to the next Sabres game. And the other night when they were playing Calgary, I was sitting here with Josh Schmidt, who was over at our other at our other station, WBEN. We were just, you know, chit-chatting, kind of talking, sure. getting ready for the game, you know, what are you excited for and all this stuff. And we both kind of sat there and we're like, I'll take a point. Overtime loss, shootout loss, sure. make it exciting, make them work for it a little bit. It's a hard road trip. A lot of those teams are pretty good. Exactly. Make a good impression. Exactly. You played Edmonton. You let up like 150 shots. Sure. You survived, loved it. And, you know, they're on paper, they're more talented than you. Mm-hmm. And they're more talented than most people, at least that top-end talent. Yeah. McDavid probably is more talented than the whole Sabres roster combined. Absolutely. And he is probably more talented than half the league's roster That's combined. That's right. I mean, it's, he's, Correct. He, oozes talent. That's right. Calgary lost Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk, and they decided, how about we don't die? <laughs> and they got Jonathan Huberdeau, right. and they go out and get Nazem Kadri in free agency, and they're like, all right, we'll run it back. We'll yeah. see what happens Yeah, this we're time. running a system. We can just plug these guys in with talent. We'll figure it out. And we'll figure it out, exactly. Yeah. And now, after that win, did they get outshot? Absolutely. And yet... I'm kind of in the same spot I am with Texas football. For those that don't know, I'm a huge Texas Longhorns fan. They play today at 3.30 against Oklahoma State. Should absolutely wreck my weekend. We'll see what happens. Up until this year, I had never truly felt that Texas was back. It was the Alabama game that they had lost that I went, oh, oh, I, th- I think like they've re-entered 
their kind of heyday. A they lot showed like Ohio you something. State. Yeah, they showed me something more than they ever did beating Notre Dame or anything like that, where ultimately Notre Dame would flounder as well later in the season, and so would Texas would finish with like a 5-7 and seven record. But the Sabres showed a lot in that Calgary game, and a lot in that Edmonton game as well. Now, it was different. They obviously win those two games. Texas lost against Alabama. But I looked at it a lot like the Bills as well, that New England game in New England late in the year when they went 10-6. and six, I want to say it was 2019. They lose that game, but it became very clear the Bills were now going to be a consistent presence. We didn't know yet what Josh Allen would be, but we knew he's definitely a pain. No defense really likes to play him. He can get in his own way at times, but the team is clearly here. And then New England was on the down was on the downturn. Right. And now obviously we see two years later that has absolutely been proven correct. Allen at this point, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later as well. Is the MVP conversation already over with? I mean, it's looking very close to being wrapped up in three or four more weeks. He looks like he's good at football. Oh, it looks yeah, he, I mean he's I would say he's probably got a, an okay career ahead of him. A little bit. But just okay. I don't want him to get too cocky. But the Sabres, it does kind of feel like now there's a system in place, and I will tell you, the thing that has me feeling most confident is not Darlene seemingly fully embracing his role mm-hmm. and, 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 and who he is as a player, not being you know a, a square peg trying to be put into a, a, a triangle or anything like that. Like he, like this is who he is and, and who he's going to be. Mm-hmm. JJ Paterka having four points in four games, you know, apparently being a Calder candidate. That's awesome. Sure. Owen Power having his first multi-point game. It's not these guys. It's the fact that Eric Comrie, while many people thought as a signing, would hey, that could be that could be sneaky good. Goaltending that could be interesting. In this economy, exactly. In this economy, a smart signing, maybe. Who nah, think? it'll blow up in their face. If I may offer something, mm-hmm. um, I think the reason the Sabers feel different so much to us watching and that appears in that community is because they don't have Eichel anymore. Oh yeah, and that's not Eichel's fault necessarily. But the weight of having him on the team and all the pressure being placed on Eichel as the fulcrum of everything that team so does. So early, too. Yeah, to the point where it's not his personality. Even in, even now, if you watch how he's handled being in Las Vegas and how Las Vegas has handled him, he isn't very good when all the pressure goes through him. And on that team, he doesn't have to. He can be a good second-line center, just score a bunch of points, go out on the power play. Mm-hmm. And Vegas functions very well with that. In the last in the last ditch moment, there was a, a game a couple of nights ago where he was on the ice in the last four minutes and gave up a game-winning game winning goal, or at least a game-go-ahead uh, goal, and just bad defense on the ice. You, that kind of stuff that we as Sabres fans have been dealing with with him forever on the team simply because that's just who he was as a player and who he was as just a hockey player and just what happened when he was on the ice with them. When you take that out and suddenly you don't have to do everything through Eichel because of the weight of having that guy on your team. And you just be like, whatever, now we just got to figure it out. Who's good here? Darlene, fine, go. You, Tage Thompson, I guess there's a spot. Let's find out if this... And you let guys play naturally. Not like put yes. themselves into a role because everything has to go through the other guy. There is no other guy now. Now you have to get the most out of everybody else around them. The whole dynamic of that atmosphere changes. Nothing's being forced with the team and hasn't been since Eichel has honestly not been playing. Mm-hmm. And that, man, the, the organization did not handle the weight of having that pick go well for them. And you know what? Yeah, you no, can I mean, tell they because, handled it terribly. And they're not doing it with the other high picks they've had. They mm-hmm. don't do it. They, nothing has to run through Darlene. They're not doing that with power. 
they've they've probably learned their lesson organizationally. Like we're not just gonna just because we have this guy, he's not the guy. They did that with Eichel, and it destroyed everything they tried to do for a couple of years because of it. Absolutely. And they, they th- made trades that they were just not prepared to make. They made oh, signings yeah. they were not prepared to make. With talent. They had plenty of talent. Oh, absolutely. Never worked. And Never now, worked. And now they're doing it with mm-hmm. maybe similar talent, maybe even less talent, and suddenly the team looks like it's functional. I think as well, for me, a big thing, and it's 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 all looking at the post-Eichel era. And, and I'm not somebody that despises Eichel. I didn't like no. his comments, and I still don't like it, and I'm still going to boo him because of his post-game comments when he came to Buffalo. But, like, but I like a villain. That's why. Dealing with the pressure he was dealing with and oh, yeah. constantly running into a problem he couldn't solve himself, I get why he would start lashing out without a, without a solution. Absolutely. Like, I totally understand his position. But the 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 direction the team has gone now, and for me, it, it, I, I tweeted out like a few weeks ago, and I, and I still stand by it because of how the young players are playing. To me, it is a clear reason why they're performing well. It's They have put so many resources into drafting young talent, acquiring young talent, and developing said talent. They've got, what, three, four guys on the whole roster that are like, honestly, guys you see probably leaving in two years. Or they're just older guys. Right. Alex Tuck's on that fringe, but he's 25 years old. He's mm-hmm. right there with you in terms of a young player. It's Oposo. It's Gergensen's. It's Craig Anderson. Tuck seems like he's really, he's, they put him in a position to, Take it on his own and like oh, yeah. really become the player he's supposed to be, and he is absolutely riding it. Well, I mean, there's a. Re- I mean, Vegas loved him. Yeah, the fans thought he was great when we got him. They were like, "Oh no!" And then we get obviously one of their first round picks in yeah. Peyton Krebs. But they have just completely devoted everything into no. We need to develop this young talent and become a good team through that, rather than what they did with Eichel, which was well, we got this great potentially superstar heart trophy winning he's player. He's got to be the dude. He's got to be the dude and we've got to get talent around him immediately even if it doesn't fit. And notice what they haven't done with Tage Thompson because mm-hmm. they have not pointed to Tage Thompson said you got to be the dude. That's not what they've done. No, Kyle Poso's the captain Cal- and, and, and like exactly. Alex Tucks the next guy. That's right. It's Tage Thompson is like honestly way down the list of dudes mm-hmm. who might be on that team where you're like, "Oh, he's the dude." Which just good. Just go out and score and be the be yeah. this big dude that scores. He's just told like just Consistently have thirty-five goals. If you right. get around thirty-five, forty assists now, after you know thirty assists last year, fantastic. Yes, do what you have to do. They gave an A to Darlene, and you are seeing Darlene's personality now, which is just oh my Darlene's god, he's just oh I love him so Darlene much. Darlene is an absolute. They pest. Ha- how long has it been since we've had that guy on this team that like is good and Ooh. everybody hates playing against him? I am so I mean, it's, excited it's, for this Darlene. For this Darlene, I was going to say like in in terms of my era of watching hockey. I, I don't actually have many memories of the 0506. Right. I mean, I was 9, 10. It's Coletta is the last guy to do yes. it, and Coletta did it by trying to injure people. Yeah. Darlene does it because he's just good, and he talks a mile of crap to you. He just, he never shuts up. He's so awesome. And to be fair, I think my maybe favorite part of Darlene's game is the fact that if anyone jaws with him in the first period, I know for a fact the second period he's going to do something once or twice that has me go, that's not fair. They, Why would you do that? They have, it's been so long since they've had a dude who loves to fight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's a total. He, I, like, the best way to describe it, it, him and Skinner especially are just total pests it's so in cool. every it's way. absolutely cool. I and I, he's it. on the ice for half the game, too. Yeah. Oh. It's not like a dude who plays six minutes a night. And, 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 and along with that, though, young guys, Dylan Cousins, I said it last year. I still hold on to it. He will fight a polar bear, no questions, no asked, questions asked, if anyone bothers a teammate of his. That's right. 
He is a psychopath out there. And now, I'm glad he got his first goal, by the way, against Calgary, just to get that on the board, because he was so unlucky to end last season. He was one of the, the, the Sabres' best offensive forces last year, but just could not put the puck in the net. And now, just to get that one out of the way, get it out of the way early, I hope that can kind of carry on for him as well. But speaking of hockey, later in the show at... 12.30, we will have Joe Yerden on of expect or Noted Hockey. Excuse me, He'll join the show as well. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, of course, the Sabres, their fast start. They're 3-1. and one. They play Vancouver tonight. Vancouver is 0-3-2, I believe. I know for a fact they have no wins. They're the only team left in the NHL that has no wins. We'll talk about that. That game starts at 10 tonight. Of course, we're Sabres after dark for two more games tonight. And then they got Seattle, I believe, on Tuesday. But then they end October on a really, really interesting window where they've got teams like Montreal, Chicago, and Detroit. The way they've played against Edmonton and Calgary and the way Granado has sort of, I think, really pushed this team, not to their limits, but to their potential, I do think there could be a, a dare I say, a lengthy win streak here to end the month of October that can get Sabres fans really excited again. And I know, and, and there is that fear, though, with those lengthy lengthy win streaks of, I've seen this before, I know what happens. And to be fair, the analytics are not the greatest for the Sabres right now in terms of how many shots they've let up yeah, per game. Yeah, because they're getting outshot like 60-20. Yeah, to 20. yeah. Uh, I don't think they've had a game where they haven't at least allowed 35 shots. It's, it like, it is incredible how don't, many shots they're giving up. Don't do that. Don't do that to Craig Anderson, first of all. But also, <laughs> like, you... Comrie is not going to be able to hold up to no. this pace. I love, I love how he's playing, but even I'm like, dude, there's going to be a game where he lets up like eight, and you're going to sit there and go, well, he's exhausted. Right. Like, he's played three times this week, and you, the other two games, you let up a total exactly. of like 90 shots. you got to get that puck, and you got to hang onto it. That's my one fear. They're, they're very much a push, the, 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 the pace of play, but the last two teams they've played, Edmonton and Calgary, are just better at that style of play. They beat them, of course. But a lot of that was due to Comrie just you know, standing on his head and just being exceptional. And it's not going to be something that holds up. That's my big fear with the Sabres, that analytically, offensive, you know, they're doing pretty well. They're kind of beating expected goals a little bit. But they, they look good. They're moving the puck well. It's more defensively and, and sort of just keeping hold of the puck and not just letting up shot after shot after shot and their power plays, though. Corey, we got to talk about the power plays. It like it can be rough at times in terms of like them just being completely careless with the puck. And it's early, so like I'm saying it with kind of a laugh because I think it, it can get better. I've also been someone, uh, especially on my nightly show, the Nightcap, um, through Monday to Friday, that I I don't expect them to necessarily be in the playoffs this year. So I'm not overly worried about all right well you need to go you know th- you know you need to get six points out of a three-game road trip against these winnable teams because we're in a playoff race here it's like eh, if it happens it happens but I'm not gonna lose my mind if they're unable to be this exceptional team this year I'm all for this year being the growth year but I hope that some of these problems like how many shots they're letting up like the fact that they have been very sloppy in the power play does get better I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm not expecting playoffs necessarily yet. I mean, that could change come January. But for right now, just I need those things cleaned up really, really badly. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not expert enough now to know how they want to run the power play with the players they got. So, because they're so new, they're so young, a lot of their, at least a lot of their high flying talent, like, where do you want to put the puck? Where do you want to put the, 
folks who've got the juice? Where do you want power to fit into that? How does Darlene, do you want Darlene to run it? Do you want, where do you want Skinner in that situation? That might just take time to figure out. And it's always, especially with shooters, they go cold real fast and they stay cold and then they get hot real fast. A guy like Skinner who is extremely streaky. Like, a lot of these things that happen on the power play can be something that sorts itself out if you're patient. But over the course of a season, patience can start to turn into panic, especially when you're letting in 60 shots a game and those start to go into the net. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and if you're an old team that's not, like I guess, necessarily used to the ebb and flow of a season like this, it can get on you and it just and it's a grill on your back that just sinks the season. Right. And so that I mean that's gonna be like, you know, the waters that this team, Granado, even Adams are gonna have to, you know, to tread a little bit. I mean I I've been someone, you know, when Matthew Kachuk became available, I was kind of pushing for the Sabres to maybe make that move. And it could be something where at the trade deadline, you gotta get a veteran presence who has playoff experience or something like that. They may not be great, but just that voice in the locker room of Look, this is how we handle this. This is how we're going to do it. Not necessarily coming in as a captain or anything like that, but just kind of knows how to deal with those situations. But we are going to go to the phones real quick, where we have Jerry from Kenmore standing by. Jerry, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. How you doing, my man? Hey, guys. Um, do you know who our plus-minus leader is? Well, I see it on the comment section, so I know you're going to tell me. He doesn't have a point either. It's it's Samuels, which is, is interesting on – when you look at this team and think who is playing well and who isn't playing well, you know, when Quinn's back, you know, this happened three years ago. We're thinking which one of our six or seven guys that are a liability do we take out of the lineup? And right now we're thinking, who do we take out of the lineup? And it might be Victor Olofsson. But um, the forwards just do not play very well on their own end right now. That's what needs to be uh, cleaned up. And we're very lucky we have young, you know, young, talented defense. And the puck room, uh, um, but they could clean up uh, the way the on their own end. Uh, um, I think they could have a really good year. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. And I, th- like that's that's the sloppiness of it. Is he's he's absolutely right. The forwards are not playing well on their own end. It it does get a little panicky. Samuelson not having a point yet. That's <sighs> Matias Samuelson is an interesting case study for the team. Number one, they just gave him an extension. And he's yet to score an NHL goal. He has, I think, 12 total points. Of course, all of them assists. But he is a defenseman's defenseman. He is not going to be somebody that pushes the flow of play. He's not even going to be somebody that really is going to be a a major factor on the offensive side of the puck. We have two defensemen who are like that in, obviously, of course, Rasmus Dahlin, who literally just broke an NHL record to start a season with four goals in four games. That was awesome to see. And, of course, Owen Power. But those two are number one overall pick defensemen. They are going to be the more well-rounded guys. And I'm not too surprised that he, that Samuelson is leading the team in the plus-minus and in the minutes. It's just because he's going to be the defenseman's defenseman. He is going to be, hopefully, I mean, I think Granado has even called him the antidote. So, I mean, his goal for Samuelson is just you, your goal there is to just get rid of the best player on the opposing team and make our lives easier. So much about playing good defense in your own end as a forward is just being where you're supposed to be yep. when your defenseman gets the puck. If you are in the spot you're supposed to be so that you can break out effectively. One thing the Sabres used to be great at when they were at their height and when they were really good is that it took one pass to get out of their own zone. The defenseman knew where the forward was going to be, one pass, out. There wasn't any panic. There wasn't any searching. The defenseman knew where they were going as soon as they got the puck, and it was very quick. It became automatic almost. 
as a forward, you got to be where you're supposed to be. Because if that defenseman has to start searching, the opposing forwards start applying pressure, and that's when the turnovers in your own end mm-hmm. happening. That's when you start making mistakes. The forwards, if you don't have your guy be in the spot you got to be in so that pass that's coming to you automatically can go right up out of the zone and you can start hitting your transition. That's what it's supposed to be like. But when you're young and like, i got to chase this guy, i got to chase, well, wait, what? A lot of the positioning might take time for that to settle in and settle down and know where you're supposed to be in a game that's a lot faster than you're used to. Absolutely. I mean, and, and of course, the NHL has become now a speed-based game. Absolutely. That's why Sam, nobody thinks Samuelson should have been any good, but because mm-hmm. he's got a hat on his shoulders, he gets to where he's supposed to be. Yep. So he doesn't need that's a, that's fast speed to recover. He's Sam, just yeah. in the spot. Samuelson's never going to be the eye-popping defenseman that all of a sudden has 60 points, and you're like, what? A defenseman didn't? Like, No, he's going to be a guy that is going to maybe, his best season, give you like 25 points. We stand Richard Schmelick on this station. <laughs> We're bringing back the big defenseman, the big slow defenseman who will just lock it down vibes. Well, 100%. I, they, I was going to say, they, they signed Samuelson to an extension. They brought in Ilya Labushkin as well, sort of like the, the bully defenseman of, look, Power and Darlene, they're not going to do that. That's like, Power right. six 6'6", and he'll check you, but he's not, he's not going to slam you to the boards. Labushkin? He, he's there to hit you as hard as human possible. Absolutely. That's right. The spirits of Zhitnik and Schmelik live in that building, and we're yep. going to keep it alive. They're like, we're going to see what happens. We're going to take a quick time out here in just a moment, but if you want to jump on the show, you can call us at 803-0550. We're talking Sabres hockey today. Of course, Bill's bye week, the NFL schedule as a whole. What do you want to do on your bye week? What do you typically do? I mean, the Bills, the vibes are spectacular. Is it a good bye week? Are you more just frustrated? You can't watch a Bills game this week. Are you going to watch NFL football at all? We've got college football today. You can also tweet at me, at ZacharyJones198. Give me your Sabres takes, your Bills takes. What do you like from the Sabres so far to start this season? And what do you expect from the Bills in their second half of the season now that they're going to be going through the bye week? This is Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Sal Capaccio takes you behind the scenes on Buffalo Bills game day with Sal's All Access. Watch it live on WGR's Facebook page. Sal's All Access presented by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.